ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to the Raider and the Saint podcast. listeners if you guys are looking to be a guest on the show have comments questions or suggestions you can get a hold of me at the raider and a saint at outlook.com that is the raider and the saint at outlook.com also please like and subscribe uh, to this channel thank you and enjoy the show what is going on folks we are back we are back with another episode this is episode 186 today's date it's December 10th. The year is 2023. It's uh, busy season at work. It's peak season. It's busy. Uh, but your boy came through, uh, as promised, to get you a guest. I know it's been tough. It's the holidays. Uh, people are busy doing things, Christmas parties and stuff like that. But I was fortunate enough to grab uh, not just one, but two new guests today. Uh, if you're watching on, live on Instagram, you can see uh, uh, two beautiful young ladies here uh, are join us uh, on the show today uh, so i want to uh, bring them in to, to the to the far left of me is uh, ashley bennett uh, to the right of me is julie vieira 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 i'm bad at, dude i'm so bad people are probably going oh god he messed it up again vieira uh i met julie yesterday uh, she came to help me as a dri uh, driver helper and thank you so much for your help uh it seems women uh, are a lot stronger and, and work harder than guys, and they don't complain. They just show up, show up, show up. My other helper I, I had was a guy, and he was pretty good, but he wouldn't show up on Mondays. Mm. So I had, I had to switch it up and, and get someone else, and uh, the women just keep showing up. They don't complain. They show up. And so uh, I met you yesterday, and uh, we, we got to talking, and uh, I, I asked you to, to come on a show, and you, you, you know, and here you are. Yes. So I want to thank you for, for showing up, and uh, I want to just give you guys a mic and let you guys talk about uh, who you guys are, what you're about. So whoever who want to go first. Okay. Um, well, my name is Julie. Um, I got 63 days today, clean and sober. Put the mic up a little bit closer. I want I want people to hear that. Okay. Say it again. One Six, more time. 63 days, clean there and sober. Go. Okay. And, um, let's see. I have three children. Um, I... Uh, I'm from Amador County, which is up north. It's uh, near Sacramento, but on your way to Tahoe. So it's in the Stanislaw National Forest. Um, and I came out here in October to a treatment center. And um, I have my lovely house mom here with me. Because and you plugged it in on the wrong thing. 
Go ahead, keep going. Uh huh. Um, let's see. Um, no, I my drug addiction, my drug of choice is fentanyl and methamphetamines, and um, hopefully this is the last time I'm going through this because <laughs> I've been here too many times. So I'm 46. It's time to <laughs> get my shit together. <laughs> yeah. So what made you? What what got to you to? Okay, I, I got to get... How long, first of all, how long... What kind of drugs were you taking? It was fentanyl and methamphetamines. Fentanyl and, fentanyl and methamphetamines. Mm -hmm. How does that... I mean, one's a downer, definitely, and one's an upper. How, mm -hmm. how, did, how did that work? Because I'd be... I'd be freaking out. I mean, because I was... <laughs> uh, actually, you didn't, if you don't know, I, I told Julie yesterday, I was addicted to Oxys for years. Uh, the 30 MGs, the Blues, the Roxys. Mm -hmm. uh, th those are the pill, the go-to pills. And it started with the back injury. Started with the back injury... You know, a couple of narcos here and there from the doctors, and then those didn't work. And then uh, the thing working now? Okay. And uh, so it, it, I started this show because I wanted to help people. I wanted to uh, uh, get people informed, you know, that you're not alone in this. It's, mm -hmm. it's very tough to uh, get the monkey off your back. Yeah. So, uh, but how, so, so how would you do it, fentanyl? So, what would you do, when would you use the meth? Okay, so my routine was, um, you know, I was an intravenous user, mm -hmm. and so I would start my morning off with um, doing a shot in the morning, and that way I wasn't smoking, chasing mm -hmm. the dragon all day. And um, towards the evening, you know, you smoke the opiates to um, bring you down, to relax you, mm -hmm. especially if you're a functioning addict, you know, you can go to sleep with, the o with smoking fentanyl, and... Um, Unfortunately, sometimes it would be too strong. You'd be nodding out. You know, my kids would like whistle at me or come up and be like, mom, you know, what's wrong with you? Because I'm like bent over, like nodding out and it's mm -hmm. not good. It's just and like as I talk about it, I mean, there's a lot of shame and guilt in yeah. what I did. And um, so that's why I'm here and I'm trying to correct everything. Mm -hmm. And because I want a better life for me mm -hmm. and for my kids. Mm -hmm. Um so um, the using, you're just so caught up and like you need medical help mm -hmm. to get out of it. There's mm -hmm. no doing it on your own, unfortunately. And I was sitting out there just like, how can I get the, how, how can I get the help? How can I find somebody to help me? Like I went to the emergency room and of course they gave me Suboxone that lasted a week. And then you have to get a doctor to get the prescription to go on. So of course you just go self-medicate with the dealer instead of you know, mm. seeking medical help. And, and where I live in Amador County, there's like no drug treatment programs whatsoever. And so like when you're stuck in that, and like mm. luckily I was able to find this program and they flew mm. me out here and um, here I am, you know, mm. I'm grateful, so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's, I can only imagine fentanyl because it's even stronger. Yes. It is. You yeah. do build up a tolerance. And that's why, like, somebody just, like, starting off, like, you really cannot be alone. You cannot be alone when you smoke fentanyl, even when you have a tolerance, because the next hit will take you out. You don't know. I just lost my best friend, Emma Giorso, um, on November 9th, and she... Mm -hmm what had just gotten out of custody and she probably went right back to her fentanyl use and nobody was around and then they found her the next morning so wow yeah and it's happening a lot it is and it's it's man it's you see it you see it you see it every day uh, i've talked about this many times on the show it's it's a epidemic that 
needs to be dealt with, man. I, it's it's definitely coming from China, uh, coming through Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were telling me that heroin's. You started off with heroin. Heroin's not even around anymore. Yeah, it's not an option. You just can't. You can't buy it. So you had to go to fentanyl, and it was originally Carfetti, the blues you were talking about. Yeah. So you would put those on a foil and smoke it, and yeah. Oh, it was bad. Like <laughs> I'd throw up right away. But it's very strong. Like <laughs> I went and bought from this one guy in downtown Sac and um he like took off real quick and I was like what he goes he doesn't want to be around when you OD and I'm like oh great <laughs> I'm like, thanks for that but what the the blue pills the blue pills yeah mm-hmm. yeah and they're just pressed they're not yeah. pharmaceutical they come yeah. from yeah but it's got fentanyl in it right mm-hmm. oh big oh, time yes. yeah so yeah. what's the difference between the the fake blue pills and then the the what is it the dust honestly i don't know don't i think know? people just start messing with it start mm-hmm. mixing with it adding different ingredients a lot mm-hmm. of um like weed um killer stuff like pest- the pesticide stuff they they intermix with it yeah if i'm not mistaken so like yeah and then i would test it like i had a dealer that i would go to and he would like give me all these foils and he's like try this one and try this one <laughs> yeah like, i was the guinea pig but i didn't complain because i was getting my dope <laughs> wow wow Ashley, hello. <laughs> What's your story? How many days are you are you sober? Um, I am two hundred and thirty five days sober. Wow. Um, I have two children, and I am from um, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Okay. Um, so um, I am uh, definitely an opiate addict, a fentanyl mm. user, an IV user, and I also use methamphetamines as well. Wow. Mm hmm. Wow, 200 or what, 30? 35. 35. So almost a year. Dang close. <laughs> At least almost closer to nine months, you know, than yeah. a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So what made you come out here to get help? Um, so I have been um, using for 10 years, and I, um, I had gotten sober um, in 2019. Mm. Um, I kind of just like had enough and was tired of going to jail and I got sober in 2019 and I had thought that like I had hit my rock bottom then Um, Mm. you know I do I have two kids and so I started to rebuild my life back up and um, and I just started getting depressed again and and that's like the other issue that we all that a lot of us seem to have is like we're just not comfortable in our own selves Um, you know like we we want to try to fix like all the stuff that's wrong with us like you know Mm. we we all have some types of issues like Mm. we've all been through some types of traumas or different like everybody has a different story Mm. you know and um, some people can handle their stories you know a little bit different than others but a lot of people want to try to like escape that like reality and my just depression just started to get the better of me and even though I had my life back and everything I like I got my kids my kids my parents had my kids the first time um, Mm -hmm. that I was in my addiction I asked Mm -hmm. them to take my kids from me Um, um, I really just didn't like want DFS involved Mm -hmm. or anything like that and I was really happy and proud of myself at that for for doing that Mm -hmm. Um, they had them a lot longer than I wanted them to but then I got sober put myself in IOP and then um, and stayed sober for um, almost two years and then I started like dabbling back into uh, meth and then um, started getting into fentanyl and then um, I started shooting um, fentanyl um, so I was IV user with fentanyl and um, I just mixed the drugs I know that you were asking Julie like mm-hmm. you know what her routine was like I just mixed them both so um, and then it just um, it got like 
really out of hand. I ended up, um, me and my ex-boyfriend broke up. Like, um, um, I moved out of the, the place that we were living and we moved in with my sister and um, things just started to kind of go downhill. And then um, my daughter, um, um, who was 15, she was 14 at the time, but she found um, my, um, sub like my drugs and um, ended up using it and um, she OD'd on me. And um, I um, brought her back with Narcan. And after that, like it, it was, none of this was like, um, it's, it's pretty hard to talk about in general. Um, mm -hmm. Like I've had a daughter that passed away before when I was um, younger, she was a baby when she passed away and it was not due to like me using drugs or anything. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've battled with like some severe depression with that for a really wow. long time. Um, and so like my daughter, you know, going down that path, just like, you know, she pretty much told me, you know, I thought that maybe if, if I, if I did it, you'd stop doing it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just like really hard to hear. It was still like a month before, like I, I like I was miserable the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like my daughter's like, I just want you to be better. Like she just knew that I was doing drugs again. And um, then DFS took my kids away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, um, um, when they took my kids away, I had been talking to, uh, like I had been like scrolling on Facebook and that's when I found the treatment center that I went to um, and started contacting them to um, try to figure out how to help myself. And I knew that staying in Wyoming was not an option for me. Um, we don't have a lot of treatment centers or help in Wyoming um, either. It's um, a lot smaller, people don't, I, I mean, the drug use is getting, like very big mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of help out there um for it and so i made the call to um the treatment center and they flew me out here and um i it was like the best decision of my life i've chose to mm -hmm. like kind of stay out here and um keep building a foundation for my recovery mm -hmm. um i know that for me going back to wyoming is just not an option right now because it's um well you need time you know, it's, it, it's just, um, it hasn't worked for me in the past. And so I needed to do something completely different. And this is completely different for me. And like, I do have, you know, things are progressing, like, you know, with my children and like in the, in the DFS thing, but you know, I have to be like the best mom I can be for them. And this is like the only way that I mm -hmm. know how to start rebuilding that because we're all at like zero when we come here below zero you know mm -hmm. so just going to treatment and stuff kind of brings you at that zero phase and um you know you have to figure out how you can live your life again without the use of like the drugs or the alcohol or you know mm -hmm. you know what we're gonna have to take a quick break for some reason it says i only have 11 minutes left of recording time okay. it said i had two hours so we're mm -hmm. gonna take a quick break uh uh, people on on Instagram live if you guys want to hear the rest of this uh, you could tune in uh, in about a couple hours to uh, SoundCloud Apple podcast and Spotify uh, but this is just a, a live uh, you know uh, for a little bit but the rest of the podcast will be on those in a couple hours all right so we're gonna log off on uh, Instagram live and uh, I'll talk to you guys later we'll be right back okay we're back sorry about that folks technical difficulties sometimes it happens uh they didn't take a quick break it was cool uh we are back ashley we we're talking about when you get here it's we're down to you know it's ground zero and what i 
what I always uh, what I was told when I went through it because I I didn't have to go, go to uh, rehab or anything like that. I had a doctor shout out to Doctor Nazar. I was telling Julie yesterday. I go once because I got on Suboxone to get off of it. I don't know if you guys are. I know you're on Suboxone mm-hmm. as well. Uh, you're on medication too. I am on medication. Yeah. 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 yeah mm-hmm. You have to. You have to. It, it sucked because I I try to get off of it right away after five days and like I went back to the same bullshit and it just kept repeating 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 and then finally you have to just say okay I'm gonna just be on it and uh, and and when you're ready you'll know when you're ready uh, for me I think I was on suboxone for about maybe three years I think so I think about three years uh, and I when, when I decided to come off of it uh, I just started dwindling down, dwindling down, and then one day I just, I just said, "That's it, I'm done," and it sucked. It's just, it's just like coming off of uh, uh, opiates, you know. It's a, it's the same thing, uh, but I did. I uh, used kratom for the first five days. I've heard about that. Yeah, kratom helped. It helped with everything, even because I got restless legs and I couldn't sleep. So it, you, your restless legs all day long, and it, it was, it was horrible. But this time around, I heard about kratom. And so I was using Kratom, but the only problem with Kratom is because I, I got such an, an addictive personality, I just went to Kratom and I was taking Kratom every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it took me when uh, I got the flu last year and my and I ended up uh, couldn't breathe. I thought I was heartburn and couldn't breathe. I thought I had pneumonia. I went to the emergency, ended up uh, saying that I had I was having heart failure. My heart was only going at 10, 10%. And I had been clean off of opiates for years now and suboxone for years but i was doing kratom and i was doing the concentrated version the the what is it the powder form no no it's the more uh potent hmm. uh it was concentrated so yeah i think that's what what they say it was concentrated it's more was it a uh, liquid or a yeah powder? it was liquid mm. yeah and, the, and they, they do have the pills too it's more uh more potent right you put it under yeah. your tongue no the drink you can you could drink it you mix it with orange juice to get the alkalides going uh so i was i, I mean i could have been that you know making my heart beat fast or they're saying because i had the flu that the flu caused you know the virus attacked my heart but anyways long story short because people who listen to the show i've talked about it uh i've been back at work for about four months now no since since september but i was out of work for eight months and i had a uh, strengthened my heart my heart's back to normal now but they said i had myocarditis which is your my heart was enlarged because mm-hmm. uh, they said it could have been from covid you know um i lost my brother to covid he was 35 he was mm. a ups driver wow uh didn't wake up one morning uh my parents checked went to check in on him uh you know dude, was right there just you know didn't wake up and oh. uh my parents uh were so he was my brother was on day 11 both my parents were uh like my mom, I think it was like day six. And my dad was like day four, but they both ended up in the hospital too. This is when that strong COVID was COVID, the Delta. Yeah, when it first came out. The Delta, yeah. the the one that was three weeks long. Mm-hmm. And so they were both hospitalized, and they almost passed away too. I mean, wow. they were, we were lucky to have them. Uh, my dad even came out of the hospital after almost a month in there, and like two days later, his lung collapsed. Jeez. The hospital and I never go to Anaheim Memorial. Fuck that hospital. <laughs> yeah, they just fucking wheeled them out. They kept calling, "Where are you at? Come get him! Come get him!" Just wheeled his ass out. Didn't even check his lungs. His lungs collapsed. Whoa! I think his left lung collapsed a few days later. So don't ever go to that hospital if you get sick. Whatever. Go to wow. another hospital. Yeah, they're they're horrible over there. But long story short, uh, 
going back to my story, uh, when I got off the boxing, yeah, I did create it, and it helped. It helped for, you know, take it, like I would take it when I needed it, and then take it at night. They even have, there's a shop over here uh, that I go to. Well, I haven't been on Kratom since my heart failed. I, I got off of Kratom too, so I could say that I'm not in any of those type of stimulants. Uh, but the, yeah, the Kratom, they have one for the Lotus plant to help you go to sleep at night, help you with the restless legs when you guys decide to get off the boxing. But take your time. I, I tell people that are going through it, because I've been through it, to take your take your time, take it one day at a time, and you'll you'll know when that when that day is ready. Because I also tell people this: the amount of years, pretend you're walking in the woods, right, and you walk through the woods for ten years, right, mm -hmm. doing the doing you know doing drugs, right? Mm -hmm. Pretend it's like walking through the woods for ten years, and you decide one day, hey, I wanna I wanna be done with these drugs. You can't just turn around and walk out those woods in, in two days. Right. The amount of time you took to walk through those woods, mm -hmm. reference to being on drugs, it's going to take that just the same amount of time to come back out. Exactly. And I'm telling you, I'm. It it was a battle. It was every day was a battle. Even when I was on suboxing, you know, it, mm -hmm. it was a battle. But I says, hey, I'm going to get better. Just focus. Get my life right. Get start working on my life, repairing uh, my relationships. Got something on my mouth. <laughs> Relationship with my family. Uh, focus on being a good uh, worker, coming to work, you know, and putting in those those hours. Uh, just get just getting back to normal, and then you'll know when you start to dwindle, and you do it at your own pace. And uh, once I I remember when I when I got off of it, and I, I took a week off. I did. I, the doctors like you should take a week off, so I did. I took a week off of work. And I, I took my kratom and all that. And I remember I, when I went back to work, it was like Monday. And I just all of a sudden this euphoria came over me. Like I felt like this this cover was lifted, you know, because once you get off the box and now, you know, OK, I'm, I'm clean. I'm super clean now. Mm -hmm. And that veil just lifted it. And I was at the light and I just felt so good for the first time in a very long time, years and I just started, I started crying, but it was a happiness of crying. Mm -hmm. This was early in the morning. Uh, but yeah, you're going to go through it, it. Even when I got off the box, it, it still took me a year to get right. You know, the first couple of weeks you feel good. Then you feel, you feel boring. Everything's boring. That's the thing that sucked. Everything was boring. You know, even when I go out and have a beer, you know, it was like, man, you know, like it, something was missing, something was missing. So I had to get used to you know things not being boring like everything was boring now mm. uh and that's that's great you know oh, i remember when i go to the park i would get high or i go to the movies i get to get higher pop a pill so everything for me was boring and it took a while to readjust uh and, and it, it, it took a, a, a good year you know to to get when once you get off of that but it's worth it i'll tell you it's worth it mm -hmm. it's worth it, and it i can tell you like getting up every day like having a clean head like just mm -hmm. getting up early and like having your coffee having mm -hmm. a conversation getting ready being mm -hmm. a normal citizen in society mm -hmm. you know working again it it does it, bu it builds your self-esteem because i was in such a low place i had lost yeah. mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. and like just um even though like i'm still like at the bottom like i don't have a car i don't have a home mm -hmm. i don't have mm -hmm. you know my license is still temporary suspended you mm -hmm. know but i know that there are steps i need to take to get it back it doesn't seem so overwhelming mm -hmm. anymore so it's just one day at a time at rebuilding mm -hmm. your life and 
um, like I know I'll get there. Yeah, you'll you know? get there. You're six, what, 63 days? Yeah. 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 You, you take it one day at a time. You're doing good. I'm way better than I was yeah. three months ago. Look, so. look at you. You're running up the hills. <laughs> right. <laughs> cigarette, I was waddling with up the, a hill. <laughs> with the cigarette in your mouth. I'm like, look at this. You know what I mean? If you, you, you can do every. You guys could do it. You guys are you guys are strong, and you got you got support. You got support of the Raider and the Saint podcast now. Yeah. You know, you guys just take it one day at a time. And if you guys want to come on the show and just talk, you know that that's always the the, the great avenue for me was just to talk. I yeah. like talking about it, and, and it's something to be ashamed of. Some people are ashamed, like oh, you know, I don't want to talk about it. It's like. People are going through it and right. talking and, and, and t- discussing it out in the open. It's 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 comforting for some. When people. I was out there in my addiction, like, and I had come to terms that this isn't the life for me I want anymore. Um, the disappointment in my children, like, for me, I, I overdosed three times, and the third time I face planted it in my daughter's laundry basket. Like, and she came in and she was playing on her phone and she was sitting next to me and like uh, rubbing my leg like mama mama wake up and my son had come in the room and she's like mommy won't wake up and so my son had seen that something was wrong and he ran down and got his dad and his dad came up and I guess he was enjoying slapping the crap out of me but (laughs) um, I came to luckily without the Narcan but also now my kids had witnessed something you know like that and they were so angry especially my 14 year old and um, I ended up you know I made a promise to them and I wasn't going to break this promise and um it just so happened like on Facebook like I came across the post and um they called back that's the main thing is that the people reached back out to me and I wanted it so bad and um and they were persistent because we're still high in our addiction we're still like you know, mm. you, to navigate and how to get just to the airplane mm-hmm. um, was like you need that little mm-hmm. bit of help, you know. Some people feel that way in general anyway. Like I felt stuck. Like I really wanted to get out of the situation, but I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't have an out. And the same thing, I, I was scrolling on Facebook and that's where I found, um, you know, the information for the treatment center that I went to. And they like helped me get insurance. They helped every every like little thing that they did um, was like and they kept like Julie said the same thing like they kept reaching out like hey you know you know we're here for you we're still you know there's still spots available you know it wasn't it it was you know you're you know you can do this you know kind of thing and I was like I I, I can't even like I don't have any money and they're like they I mean they just literally Mm -hmm. just kept like telling me that things were going to be okay and that like they they would help me along the way and then when they're like okay we're going to pay for you to come out I'm like what so I you know like I talked with my mom and I was just like you just check all this out and everything was like completely legit and you know it was it's just that willingness that you need to have to take that next step that you want to change your life and just to actually give it a shot like like obviously what else do you got to lose if you really really want something a little bit different but you're just having a hard time and you're struggling with it just take that like you just have to have a little bit more of that willingness to just step forward Mm -hmm. and try to change something different like it's not going to be instantly better but instantly once you get to the plane and then you get off you realize that that's the hardest part that you you had and you you and we have people that come from all over the place Mm -hmm. so you know yeah and if you have like court issues and stuff you can do zoom with your court and it helped they you they caught contact your lawyers for you you can um, they'll send letters to your probation officer and the the courts are very supportive of it Mm -hmm. so new life treatment center how long have they been around for um, I 
think six years or seven years, maybe well, a little bit longer. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not completely sure. Um, so I know that we have a few people in charge. So okay. yeah, you got to get 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 a hold of them. I like mm -hmm. to interview them too. Sounds like they're doing really good. Yeah. Because there's a few down there. I think there's one called One Hope or something like that. It's in Tustin. It's a women. I think it's, that's a women's shelter though. But there was a couple rehabs that I pointed out to you on mm -hmm. my route. Yep. Yeah. They're all over. But the those place. are expensive. Those ones are you yeah. Gotta, you got to pay these ones. They. Uh, how, how does it work? The, does the government help with the? So I got mine through Covered California. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, if you have like if you're on food stamps or mm -hmm. anything like that, um, you just apply for Covered California mm -hmm. through Blue Shield and yeah. and their insurance. Um, you have to pay a premium, mm -hmm. but it's affordable. Mm -hmm. So that I mean. If you don't got less than five bucks in your pocket and you want the help, you're going to make sure. I mean, if you want your drugs or you want your recovery, you're going to yeah. make it happen, you know. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. And I have um, Blue Cross Blue Shield from Wyoming, but they're the ones who set me up with it. Like, Whoa. I didn't have any insurance when I, like, was trying to figure out how to do this. Like, when I first got sober the first time back in 2019, I called a lot of different rehabs. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't get in because of the, the cost. And that's usually what everybody's issue is, is the cost and the trying to get in there. The, how, how, how long, like, you know, it takes to even get into these places, like mm -hmm. how they're going to be able to do this, like what they can come up with. And they have people that will help you get all that stuff together. Like that's mm -hmm. what they're there for. So they have people that will help you get the insurance that mm -hmm. you need if you're having a hard time getting insurance. And um, and, and they'll tell you what is covered and stuff like that. So it's just a matter of you um, so going on the website or calling the number and um, somebody with admissions will help you. So if somebody's listening right now that, that's addicted and mm -hmm. they don't know where to go or what to do, what kind of advice, how, how will they start? Obviously, we've already been discussing that a yeah. little right. bit. Right. Just look up the website. Just look up it's the website. Mm -hmm. And, and then there's a phone number there. There's a the, phone number there. What's um, the website? New New Life Treatment Center? Yeah, it was like 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Uh, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Yeah, and then there's also a um, phone number on there. Mm -hmm. 1-800-NEW-LIFE.COM. So 1-800-NEW-LIFE.COM. Yeah. And then I went through a detox period. So I was in 20 days blackout. And it varies on, you know, your your DOC and um, where you're at in your addiction when you come. And mm -hmm. so right away, like, they saw that I was a severe opiate user and they put me on some comfort meds. I had a nice big bed to flop around and, and pull my hair out. And, you know, as I mm -hmm. was detoxing, all the food that you could want to eat, you know, they, they had the groceries there. Um, you had classes you had to attend to because they what get... What kind of classes are these? You get... Um, they, like, uh, meditation groups. Okay. Uh, recovery. Yeah, recovery-oriented. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Josh, who is a program uh, director at their New Life, he'll come in and he'll talk to the girls that need... Do, guys. Uh, yeah, the guys and the girls. And um, when he talks, he cap he's captivating. So he yeah. will he'll get your attention and... Um, he he usually um, you're you're walking away learning something new from him so mm -hmm. for sure wow. yeah he's very passionate about recovery and helping people right. mm -hmm. he's a, a really good person right. mm -hmm. and then there's like all sorts of age differences so you got from the 20s until up into the 50s and you can see the younger kids that are struggling and you just got to be empathetic like I'm still new in my mm -hmm. you know recovery but I'm empathetic to the new one walking in mm -hmm. and they call that being of service you know and being having compassion because we were all there you know mm -hmm. and they need that help and they need that little guidance to to help like figure out like 
how to put the pieces back together and mm-hmm. let the like a big sister or a big brother um because that keeps them from walking away or mm-hmm. you know and the next person that walks out the door they could die and so that's mm-hmm. really important that we're all there and supportive you know to each other mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's really nice of them that they let you they give you a you know let you use the van and all that to c- come well over. i'm a house manager so it's okay. a little bit different you know um yeah. i i've got, i i went through the program i graduate i graduated at 165 days and oh, wow. and so i um and um like it said it depends on your insurance and like where you're from and everything mm-hmm. like that i did a blackout period too with um at detox um and um, that was good for me. Like I, I didn't have my phone. You know, I didn't have those things. I need, I needed that for your me, me time to I, to heal and you know to yeah. figure out who I was again. Like I was so broken and so lost coming in here, mm-hmm. and you know I you know kept thinking to myself or whatever that my kids were just better off without me like I was just really messing up everybody else's lives and that's just a really bad place to be in your head and I think a lot of people get that way in their addiction is like you know they just kind of get the you know who cares anymore and like I'm just not worth it and it took me a long time to even like start loving myself again and looking being able to look at myself in the mirror and not like hating what I see and um but I, after I graduated the program, um, I now get a chance to help, um, you know, the girls that are coming in who, mm-hmm. you know, I'm no different or no better than anybody else. Like I could literally, you know, it doesn't matter if I ha- that I have 235 days sober, I'm, li- you know, the ditch is still right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I can always fall back into that, mm-hmm. into something bad. And I'm just, you know, hoping and praying that as long as I keep going through the way that I need to go through and take the, everything one day at a time and help the next person in need mm-hmm. and be like, you know, gentle, kind, loving, and tolerant, mm-hmm. you know, and that everybody is there that we can all just like keep helping each other grow mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. yeah. And the important thing is like, um, like for her being a house mom um, and a support to me, like it only helps her stay sober. You know, it helps mm-hmm. sol- make that foundation solid for her. And it, she gives a, a role model. So, like, you know, I want what she has. You know, mm-hmm. she's got her shit together. She's getting her shit together. Mm-hmm. She talks to her kids. You know, we see her going through her struggles as well. Um, so, you know, it's not a piece of cake. It's not everything's going to magically change in, in mm-hmm. an instant, mm-hmm. you know. And I could always walk out that front door and go get high. You know, we've got, there's yeah, people that get loaded. Yeah, yeah it's, it's right there rampant, on the street, yeah. literally. Like, I went grocery shopping the other night, and I was, like, walking by, and the guy was smoking fentanyl right there. And I'm like, oh, is that Fetty? And he's like, uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had a Tourette's moment. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But um, I, I was, I made it through it, and I, I know what I want. And mm-hmm. that's not what I want anymore. You know, it's 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 that simple. You just have mm-hmm. to want it. You can't force anybody to change yeah. their life. Mm-hmm. And it's just like sometimes in taking that first step. It really is. It's mm-hmm. that first step. Like if it's in your mind that like you really are tired of living the way that you're living, mm-hmm. um, tired of being out on the streets. Like I've been homeless, um, oh, you know, wow. and yeah, I, li- I and I um, have lived in Wyoming. So it's super cold there. Like it Jeez, snows, it's blizzardy and it, it's it's not, you know, it. It isn't fun. It. I mean, I was miserable the whole time. You know, um, it gets to a point, and everybody gets to a point where it's just not fun anymore. It's. I mean, it's just. It's draining. It's. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all. You know. And once you're tired, you're tired. And when you're done, yeah. you want to be done. Sometimes you just need that extra yeah. push or whatever. But you just have to be willing to step forward and try something different. Yeah, I remember I was I was crying. Dude. I was crying at my parents asking for help and. Oh, you know, they, I was born and raised a Christian, and, uh, 
he just went to their house and they just prayed over me, you know. Oh. But uh, sometimes you need more than that, you know. Uh, you know, I was praying for a miracle, you know. I, I remember walking out after I got on my hands and knees and prayed. Mm -hmm. You know, I needed help and I had two blues left, no, three. And I remember I, I threw the pills out in the grass and I went home. And I probably slept, was so felt so relieved, you know, and I thought, okay, this is it. I'm going to wake up. I'm not going to be withdrawing. My dad took me that morning, the next morning, to the to methadone clinic where I was going to get on methadone. And uh, I walked in there, and I, and I had my uh, – I was going to go to work after that. And they looked at me, and I said, yeah, I'm here. I need help. And uh, they looked at me, and they go, who told you about this place? <laughs> and I was like, no one. I go, I just – I, I kind of knew what it was. People were just hanging out front, mm -hmm. and they kind of they were like, "Well, the doctor ain't here. He's only here like once a week or whatever." And I'm like, "Well, f I need fucking help, dude. Right. Like, I'm, about, I'm like T minus two hours from you know mm -hmm. Jonesing." And he's like, "Yeah, sorry, there's nothing we can do for you." I'm like, and that's when yeah. I just said, "Fuck you, dude." And I just I got I, I ran and it was it rained that night, and I remember went back dropped my dad off at home. And I went, I looking looked for them the grass pills. and I found yep. them and I just went, you know, just fucking did it, did it all over again. And I was mad. I was mad at, at, at God and I was, I was mad at all the system. You know, I was like, I, I'm here. I want fucking help. And I couldn't get it, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't need to go to a fucking rehab. I just need, you know, something to get me off of these, you know, I'm right. strong minded. And it took me, took me years until I finally found a, a doctor, you know, to put me on some box. And thank goodness I didn't get on methadone because I guess that was even yes, worse it's a lot more addictive. to get off of. Yeah. So, I think uh, it all has its, um, you know, yeah. is like pros and cons, you know, or whatever. I have been tapering down off of my Suboxone mm -hmm. um, for a while now. It's just because that I was on Suboxone when I got sober the first time. Mm -hmm. And, like, it works until it didn't work for me. And it, I'm not saying it doesn't work for everybody or mm -hmm. they can, you know, I have... Uh, Suboxone has helped me, mm -hmm. but I just have now got to the point where, like, I went from, you know, drug use to Suboxone mm -hmm. and then back to drug use and then now back on Suboxone. And um, I just want to be done with all yeah, of it and yeah. have it, you know, but I, I, it's still taken me this long to slowly, mm -hmm. you know, and under a doctor. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I don't just do this by myself. Like, yeah. you know, you, you don't just get on a medication and then just decide to take yourself off. Yeah. It's not, it's not healthy. You're, you'll, that's old behaviors. And like, that's things that it's not going to help you. You have to do it the right way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, I personally, um, you know, um, the treatment center that I am at, we're, we're not a weed friendly. We're not a TH, you know, like the CBD mm. or Kratom friendly, mm. but there are still things that we do that can help you. And we have counselors and all that kind of stuff to help Trauma you. Trauma counselors? Yeah, to um, help you. Yeah, weed doesn't work. When people go, oh, I use weed to get off of, you know, opiate. It don't. It doesn't work. Hmm. It's just another drug. No, it didn't. I tried that too. That shit didn't work. Yeah. But when I finally got off the boxing, mm -hmm. you know, it was I put it because I, I tried to get off it so many times, and I it was it was tough. Mm -hmm. It was just as tough as opiates, if not mm -hmm. tougher. Some people say. Uh, I found kratom. I, I was reading about it for years, and people were telling me about it. Uh, but my problem was I, like once I got off the boxing, and I started taking kratom. I started taking kratom hmm. until recently I've heard good uh, things about it, kratom i haven't tried yeah. but it's good but it's i good. have heard some stuff about kratom i just know that um i mean i guess i guess you can honestly if you ask i, I think josh is actually pretty knowledgeable when it comes to yeah. like you know what with all of it but you know like what 
you know, kratom and weed and all that stuff really does do to your mind, mm -hmm. you know, and like kind of like, you know, the cons about every single, he can really break those things down for you. Yeah. Um, and it's, um, he has, he's so full of really good information that it's not just like throwing you out there and going, well, well, tell me why. Like, he'll tell you, you know, the reason is why. And he has a lot of proof to ba like back it up. Back you know, um, I have heard of Kratom. I heard of Kratom when I was in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. My um, ex-boyfriend, he, he started taking it. He's like, maybe you should, you know, take this. Um, but I, you know, it's, um, it's just like another little crutch. Sometimes I guess it can work for people. I just am, you know, I, um, you know, have done enough throughout this program and, mm -hmm. you know, work, um, as hard of a program as I can, um, mm -hmm. to move forward. Um, because it's, it's ultimately like changing how you think, mm -hmm. how you feel about yourself mm -hmm. and how you can move forward in life, you know? And so, um, without the use of, with, mm -hmm. you know, without the use of drugs or mm -hmm. anything like that, you know, trying to block all that stuff. We and just you can't just do it in 30 days. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. really, you need, like, more time. And, mm -hmm. like, um, I have, you know, I do the 12-step program. And mm -hmm. I had, a, like, seven years sobriety in the past. Mm -hmm. And I call it a dry sobriety because I didn't go to any meetings. Um, I didn't have a sponsor to work with. Um, I didn't have any like support in that area. And mm -hmm. I think had I had that, I wouldn't have relapsed when I did. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Cause I was happy in my life. I was married, I had my kids, we had a home, we had cars, we had a job. And um, <clears throat> we had allowed this woman to move into our home and her little daughter was friends with my daughter and she had like five kids, she was being kicked out. And I had walked mm -hmm. by and I seen a meth pipe in her purse and um, my husband was like, oh yeah, she's doing drugs. And I'm like, no, he's like, you can hear the ice machine going at like two in the morning. And I'm like, are you serious? And so that's when I went investigating. And of course, um, when I saw it, I had called my husband the first time, the second mm -hmm. time I didn't. And I just went into the laundry room and I hit that pipe. And so I lost all that sobriety mm -hmm. and um, it just, it snowballed. And now I've lost everything. Uh, we're divorced. You know, my kids mm -hmm. don't have both of their parents with them. Although we are friends and we still are like supportive of one another. Mm -hmm. I've known him since I was 13. And wow. um, yeah. And so we still communicate, you know, we're there for the kids. Mm -hmm. And that's most important. <clears throat> um, but nonetheless, like I've made the bad choices and I know I'm very destructive. And um, once I get everything good, I will self-destruct. I don't know what it is about me, but that's my that's my character defect, you would say. Mm. <laughs> but this time around, I have a sponsor, and I'm doing what is being told and suggested. I've never worked the steps, so I'm like on step two. Mm. Um, um, I speak to my higher power, which I feel better every day when I communicate and I get on my knees and I um, humble myself and I ask for they that. They call it higher power? Yeah. 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 And so um, that's a big benefactor for me. Um, and like, like I said, like here I am today, uh, compared to where I was a couple of months ago and I'm still alive and I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm busting ass at UPS, even mm -hmm. though my knees are killing me and, um, well, let me know if you support wanna, after her. the season, if mm -hmm. you're looking to get in there, I, I could try to pull through strings. Get that you would in be there. cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you get, uh, I think after six months, mm -hmm. I think it's six months. Is it six months that, uh, you get full benefits? Oh, get my teeth. Or is it? Right. Or is it nine months? <laughs> huh? Nine months. It's nine months. Oh, that's correct. worth it. It's either six, nine, or a year. 
people are going to be like, it's not much, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it goes by I, quick. Trust yeah, me. it goes okay. by quick. But it's part-time. But okay. you get full be- full time benefits. I'm down. Best benefits in the yeah. in the. In the I'm down. I'm dedicated. <laughs> yeah, they get yeah. you in there. They do. There's two. They have like the preload where it's like three to three to uh, like eight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually about you. We work about three and a half to four hours, uh, and then uh, you know after a couple years, they ask you if you want to go driving. Driving to mm-hmm. seniority privilege, so okay. you got to work your way up. So. Uh, yeah, let me know after peak season. You know, I, I I could pull a few strings and get you in there. That would be awesome. You know, it's it's, uh, it's union too, so you right. get a pension. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 uh, you can also transfer. So say everything works out here and you're good to go, and you go back home, you could put in that transfer. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah, I know. think you can transfer too if you go to school, right? For non-educational as well. For educational, right? So non- say, huh? Non-educational as well. Yeah, but you you have to put your name on a list, all right. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to school, they give you that transfer automatically. I think so, yeah. You don't think you have to wait. So school, say you, school for what? Say you decide you want to go to a, a school back home where you, so you could because if you want to say you want to transfer mm-hmm. to where you live, mm-hmm. you have to be put on a waiting list and it's by seniority. Mm-hmm. But if you say, hey, well, I'm, I'm I need to transfer because I want to be going to school out there, they they'll you go automatically. Mm. Okay. So. You know, possibilities, that, uh, yeah. opportunities, opportunities are opening. Opportunities will open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just gotta just get it, get out there and and, and network and, and talk, just talk. You know. Even yeah. as part timers too, you can do it with non-educational as well. Really? Yeah. yeah, I think you can. I don't. I don't think yet. No, I think as a driver, driver, you have to put your name on a list. But yeah, if you you want to, you need to transfer. You know, so that way you keep your pension and your, your mm-hmm. job and all that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I could still do my photography. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what else is going on? Um, what do you guys got going on for the rest of the day? Um, well, um, so, uh, we go through programming, so Mm -hmm. programming, um, um, so I have to take my girls to programming today and then we do have a meeting tonight. Mm -hmm. Okay. We do a meeting in the park, which the guys and the women get together and we do, um, a 12 step meeting there and, um, um, kind of laugh at the people that like to play slap and giggles what i call it you know the fraternizing between the men and the women but mm-hmm. <laughs> um everybody's usually well behaved and um comes together and supports one another mm-hmm. it's really awesome to see mm-hmm. and then um so like the women we go to group from uh, uh thursday through monday from mm-hmm. three to nine mm-hmm. and um the men have a different schedule so we don't see each other you know mm-hmm. um and then we have a coin out on Thursdays. And so once you reach your 90, 120 day marker, mm-hmm. your graduation. Um, they bring everybody together and um, they hand you a, a coin and they believe in like um, energy and like, so everybody holds the coin and they say something positive, like three wow. things that are like, um, that they wish you well in. And, um, and they pass it around the room and everybody who either knows you or doesn't know you says something and um and then that's it and it's kind of um just so you can look back you know like yeah. if you're driving in your cars and like that and you're hanging it on your windshield and it's just happening away that you know that there's people there that you know you still believe in you to keep pushing forward through your sobriety right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and i really like that because there is times when you get out there in the real world and you don't have the support anymore and we're all adults you know you got to put it on your big girl boots and mm-hmm. you got to um 
when you're faced with hard times, you got to think about all the struggle you did to get to where you are. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make that choice, like sh what Sean has us write a letter to, to ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. like if, mm -hmm. if you go to re relapse, you know, if mm -hmm. you go to use, m pull that letter out and read it before you make that choice. I actually have one in my wallet yeah. right oh, now. Yeah. yeah. I yep. got a, I got a diary. Do yeah. You, it, yeah. yeah mine just, so it's just it's like a little a, slip. It's yeah. a little slip of paper and, um, it is like, a letter to yourself like as your sober self um, if you're thinking about relapsing and it's like you know to try to get you to stop before it happens right. before you know you make that bad before choice. you make that like you know that step in the wrong decision you know look like pretty much like look at where you came from you know like you can still keep doing this you know it's something to kind of empower yourself to like you know hopefully keep pushing forward and you know not to take you know not to not fall back right. you know and the point the what are your thing, guys's triggers <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I honestly, okay, so my triggers are, um, my, like, mental, like, mental, like, depression. if I'm, de yeah, depression. Yes. Yeah. Depression's Mine, a big one for me. So, too. um, depression for me also, um, so I... I have uh, I've had like a lot of eating issues like eating problems disorders or whatever you want to call it and so my weight is always a big thing so knowing my triggers or whatever are literally like my weight um, like how I feel about myself if I don't think I'm doing very well um, you know so I I like know that I need to speak with a counselor and that's okay like I know that I need to have some depression medicine and t for me that's okay if you don't need it I mean that's everybody's a little yeah, bit that was one thing i went through was depression <coughs> was bad mm -hmm. yeah holy and smoke yeah i get so bad where i'll just stay in bed i won't yeah. shower mm -hmm. i don't want to do anything i don't want to eat yeah. like it gets really bad yeah. yeah and so i um you know just like having a routine is very important you know um you so guys go on like you guys exercise go on walks stuff like that mm -hmm. to yeah help, to help, help with the depression i know that mm -hmm. you know walking jogging you know stuff like that helps with with depression me it was it was just getting back into work and moving around mm -hmm. once i started moving around getting yeah your job's pumping. pretty active yeah regardless yeah you're doing you're moving yeah in that job non-stop you're on a <laughs> time schedule <laughs> yeah yeah depression sucks man yeah. yeah so occupying yourself is so important yeah staying busy yeah feeling like not what you were saying you were so bored yeah, yeah. you know bored don't mm -hmm. be bored yeah. you know do something you well, know that's why i wanted to start this show when when i got you know when i was at the bar and I was all loaded you know the, even when I was on Suboxone and I was, I was doing cocaine and I was but I would go to the the, the bar and write down my you know the the you know just how am I going to do this podcast but I knew that if I was going to start the show that I had to I had to get right I had to get off mm -hmm. the box I had to stop fucking around you know with cocaine uh drinking heavily uh, mm -hmm. so I did I got I finally did all that, and then I started the show, and I wanted to, you know, help people. And right. so it Do was you feel growth. like it's been? It keeps me busy. Yeah. yeah, it keeps me busy. At first, I was nervous talking on the microphone, even though, uh, you know, I, I did public speaking. I, I went, I graduated from Cal State Fullerton, uh, so I did, uh, I did, uh, I was going to be a teacher. Mm. You know, I was going to be a teacher, and uh, you know, I was working at UPS, and they offered me once I graduated, they offered me to go driving, so I. And I back then the teachers were getting laid off too, so uh, I stuck with the UPS. But uh, I knew that I wanted to do more, and, and so now uh, I'm doing a show, and thousands of people are tuning in and and, and listening and watching me grow, watching mm -hmm. me mature, 
because uh, you could go back and listen to my show start from the beginning you know mm-hmm. I, I would try to do a show by myself and i could only talk for 10 minutes if that and hit pause and think of something else to talk and do that now i could talk on this microphone for an easy hour without even taking a break and mm-hmm. and i and i started from the beginning i always tell people that li- tune in for the first time start from the first show and and go and, and i've had people come up to me and say i, I listen to all your shows in like two weeks you know that every day they were just listening to one after another after going home turning the tv on and 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 putting it putting it on the tv you know uh and so the family could hear, you know, so, Aww. you know, it's, it's, so I, I like to see, I want to see them, the, the honest, see me grow, you know, seeing that you, you can do it. You just gotta, right. you just gotta mm-hmm. put your mind to it. And so, yeah, I had a studio actually right by where you guys are off of fifth and Broadway, uh, recording studio where I was doing the show, but I was, I was paying like 600 bucks a month yeah. and I was only there once a week. And so yeah. it was, and then it also, it was also tempting to be down there cause all the bars are there mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I was like, I finally said, you know what? We're just going to do it. Do it out of my backyard. You know, it's usually pretty quiet. I don't know what somebody's drilling something. <laughs> um, so what's going on for Christmas? You said something about uh, you guys get together and, and helped out the homeless. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have a big um, celebration at the house. So Thanksgiving, we had quite a turnout. We um, cooked a bunch of turkeys and hams and mashed potatoes and wow. people brought food and stuff. And then like they would just come in, roll out and... Um, and um, it was like, it didn't matter if they're high or if you're sober or whatever. It was just about being together and family mm-hmm. on these holidays. And so I think Josh is doing another thing for Christmas, right? Yep. Like a big mm-hmm. celebration for Christmas. Is it going to be on Christmas Day? Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so when I get the information, I'll, I'll yeah, let me let know. Let yeah. me know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe if I got time. I know we, we do things in the morning and then we go to my parents' house. but Right. <laughs> Yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Let me know if it's Christmas Eve or something. I could stop by, or you know, whatever you guys need. Yeah, you know, if you need great. me to donate, you know, I could grab some, get some waters for you guys or something. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I know that know. we have um, children that are going to be there, and I've mm-hmm. talked, to, I talked to Josh about like the angel tree thing. I was looking for charities or something for like, for that because that's one thing I struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, being you know without work and like finances and you know i've got three kids and every christmas and holiday that i could think of like i've been empty-handed to them and Mm -hmm. it's like they've been so good about it like i feel so bad like i want to just you know spoil them because they've been so good and like oh yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's like where are those places other than like you know the homeless like what about the low-income families that really need that help you know mm-hmm. just to just to help the kids yeah, even out. when i yeah when i when i had to go on disability for when my heart uh you know heart failure at the beginning of the year december 26 will, will be uh the anniversary when it happened so uh yeah i try to get food food stamps mm-hmm. and all that and they wouldn't give it to me mm-hmm. they're like oh you make it you your, your disabilities yeah. uh, is enough i'm like I, I got, You're like I, I got, got mortgage payment. I got yeah. it goes all to that, and let alone the gas. Yeah, and I don't know who. Yeah, I always tell my my, uh, my my lady. I always say, I go, who who gets it? Mm-hmm. Like you literally got to be like living on the corner. Yeah, yeah, it's yep. pretty hard. I will give you that. Yeah, but yeah, when you get back to work, they take forty percent of my check. I think the other week I got taxed fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, you know, it's like. Like man, when I need help, when I'm down bad, I, I would expect some some relief. Right. Help me out. Right. They, I was more stressed out. I go, how am I supposed to heal when I, and heal my heart when I'm all stressed out because I got 
bills to pay. Thank goodness my my parents helped us out when they could. Right. You know, but I had to use credit cards. Now I got to pay credit cards. The interest rates <laughs> almost like thirty percent. It's just. It's you crazy. It's when you're down. It it you're down. You're down, and it's you're hard. Down. You're down, <laughs> down. And you can and it's hard to get get back up. It, mm-hmm. You it know, is. you guys, you guys mm-hmm. are dealing with addiction, and you're still trying. You're trying to crawl your way up, but yet it seems like they're just putting right. the, these programs. I don't know. But I don't know who gets it. A lot what. of people throw up their hands just because of stuff like mm-hmm. that, and it's like yeah, you, you just have to keep pushing yeah. forward, like yeah. one foot in front of the other. Just like I think it's because I mean it's always good to have like a a big goal Mm -hmm. but you have to have like a little you know like my mom used to say all the time like man you you can't take on the whole elephant you'd have to just slowly you know do little pieces at a time you know like it's good to have a a big goal at the end but you have to have little goals in order to like feel accomplished throughout Mm -hmm. the day Mm -hmm. that you and like like even daily goals like i need to get this this and this done in order to get this and this and this done in order Mm -hmm. to meet this this goal but you need to be able to yeah, you do can't. something. Yeah, I apologize. Very, I'm over very here starting to get everybody okay. all amped up. <laughs> I was like, there's, yeah, there's, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right. I was yeah. like, no, no, you're okay. Yeah. But I mean, you just have to. I mean, those are little things. That some, I mean, we don't. Do we not all know that? Yeah. And like we, like I said before, there. I don't know any. I don't know many addicts who come in and they're like not broken they're like completely fine and their life is absolutely like wonderful. I mean, usually that's not the, the case, you know. Um, if so you know if you're struggling with all those things you you know that little goal can be like oh i just need to make a phone call or mm-hmm. you know take that those other little steps or whatever but you still have to have you know like a routine just like little steps something that you can feel proud of that you did and accomplish each day even if they're mm-hmm. just like little bits moving forward it'll actually help you throughout mm-hmm. you know the process it does take a long time to rebuild from like i said before zero but like obviously building that foundation so that you can stay like mm-hmm. you know but well, we gotta so we gotta find if anybody listening that knows any information where uh, julie could uh, get some gifts donated to her kids you know she would like to give them uh, a christmas some christmas presents uh you could get a hold of me uh the not just, insane. not just my kids but, but like, yeah you know. for <laughs> for the the house yeah right mm-hmm. people yeah. staying at the house yeah. uh just shoot me an email uh the raider insane at outlook.com uh, but yeah, anything else you guys? No. Anything else you guys want to say? I think we're good right now. Well, uh, <laughs> well I want to thank you guys for coming to the show. I know it's it, it's it's got to be hard, you know, but it's also a relief to tell people what you're going through because they're you're not the only ones. There's people mm-hmm. tuning in and listening to this that are going through it too, and I and I know a few people that are. So I know they're going to be grateful to to be hearing your guys's voice and hearing your guys's testimony. Thank you. Because uh, you know. Uh, a lot of people like to when i ask people to come on the show certain people they want to they want to do something great before they come on the show and i says it's better to come on the show when you haven't done nothing yet and Mm -hmm. and and show the progression Mm -hmm. i like to see progression i don't like to see the end finished the end finish is fine but i want to see the beginning Mm -hmm. the middle you know and then the end right some people like hey you want to come on the show and uh, i'm not ready yet and then you see them posting pictures they're at the gym you know, I'm, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do this. And then come on the show and go, look it. And it's like, it's not about that. It's the journey. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it's the journey, uh, enjoying the ride, you know, because you know that eventually you're going to be off uh, the Suboxone. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be uh, two years off. Uh, I, t- I tell people, enjoy the progress, the, enjoy the ride. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Enjoy every moment because you're going to look back like I do 
Like I see people in the street and I just shake my head, man, and I just think back and fuck when I was withdrawing and mm-hmm. laying in bed and I couldn't get up. I'm depressed and how do I get my next fix? Can I afford it? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Let me go see if I could borrow some money and this and that. And, and I know if I could do that, I could get back to work for three days and I could make money and, and your mind's going and you're just going crazy. And I look and I think about that. And I go, fuck, I'm glad I'm done with that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm happy. And I'm just like, fuck, I, I did it. And once I did that, then I knew I could do anything. Once you beat that, you know you can do anything in the world. And look at what I, I've created. Yeah. You know, a, a great show that has a great listeners that tune in. So uh, you guys, anything you guys need, you you call me. You know, I'll get your number too. Okay. You know, if you just need someone to talk to, uh, I'm here for you guys too. Uh, uh, keep going. You know, you guys are doing great. You know, and I'm, 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 I'm happy for you guys and I'm, and I'm proud. Thank you. Thank I'm you proud to have you on the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, you guys, uh, okay. Well, you guys, you don't have any uh, social media or anything like that, so I guess no. I just I have my my um, photography business, but um, I'm not doing that right now. So yeah, no worries. All right, let's get out of here once again, guys. I want to thank my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider State Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. I will see you guys next week. Uh, be safe. Tell tell your loved ones you love them, and uh, you know just spread the joy. It's that time of the season all right i'll talk to you guys later peace